Warning. The following podcast may include material that is found offensive, vulgar, and just downright inappropriate. Please be advised. And now a word from our sponsors. It's that time of year again to come down to Gary's Porn Shop for our annual Swallowing Blowout with this year's scariest new products such as the Jack Lantern Dildo. Make things scary with our candy corn anal beads that will be sure to hit anyone's sweet spot. Mm, yum. For you ladies out there, put on a show for your man with some of our frightening boobie tassel. If you're trick-or-treating solo this year, treat yourself to Count Succulus Fleshlight with these three new audio clips. Feed me your flesh. I'm going to make you come in one, two, three seconds. And the classic? I want to suck your dick. Just to sweeten the deal, with every purchase, we'll throw in a pumpkin spice lube. So come down to Gary's Porn Shop for this year's swallowing blowout. Gary's Porn Shop can be found in Gary's mom's basement. Please don't come knock on the front door. Please come around back. Gary, you're a loser! I don't know about you guys, but this Halloween, I'm definitely going to check out uh, Gary's uh, uh, porn shop. And just remember, you got to go around back. You definitely can't go through the front door. I tried to do that, and um, his mean, mom and dad got very pissed. Spice lube, I'm coming anywhere you put me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to slow down. John, what's your thoughts on that? <laughs> uh, I'll come in the back always. <laughs> always going to come in the back. I Especially like that. for Gary. Gary's mom likes it in the back, but we're going in back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just got to be respectful to his mom. <laughs> always about the respect. Believe your eyes Element, element, element Element of surprise You cannot believe your eyes It's the element of surprise Element of surprise Element of surprise Element of surprise It's the element of surprise and welcome, welcome, welcome to our 11th episode of Tall Guy, Short Guy Podcast. It's good to be back. I am Joshua Harbson, a.k.a. Girth Brooks, and this is my comrade. Double D. And welcome. Welcome. Yeah, exactly. Welcome to our podcast. And uh, for those of you supporting us and you want to continue to support us, you can always find us on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find us on Instagram at Tall Guy, Short Guy Podcast and Twitter at Tall Guy, Short Guy with the O substituted for a zero. Yeah. And make sure to check us on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Google Play uh, of your choice and leave us a like or, or not. a review. Yeah. Or not. Yeah. It's really up to you. We were there. Well, we'd appreciate it. We'll still be there. We're not going anywhere. We're, yeah, we're not going to leave if you don't. You can go there. And but then we you... for sure will stay if you do. Our audio recordings last forever, too. So Absolutely. You always have a piece of us with you. So we are back with our 11th episode. We've been uh, vacant. This past month, we've been kind of uh, uh, inconsistent. And obviously, you guys know the story that's going on. And that's kind of continuing. But we're starting to kind of figure out our schedules. And we're in the middle of like kind of moving and uh, also cancer and also new jobs and also a bunch of shit. So we're figuring out our stuff. But we are back right now to deliver a good Halloween special, and um, we got a guest on today that I've been excited. We've actually scheduled him to come in like months ago, I think, something like that, and he is my Irish, super Irish friend. Uh, he's a movie critic, which is super fucking cool, and his name is Lucas, and welcome to our show, Lucas. Welcome to the Tall Guy, Short Guy podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. I uh, really dig the intro song. Kind of a little bit of a Cranberries vibe to it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> That's true. I'm Dolores O'Riden. Speaking of uh, Irish, is she Irish? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Irish, I used to have a crush on her. You know that? No. I swear to God. Like, like early 90s. Because she, like, she had like shaved head, but it was like Wait, green, are you red. Are Sinead or... The lead singer, lead singer, yeah. Oh, the, really? Her name is yeah. Delo- Dolores O'Riordan. I actually like have that. no idea what she looks like. Dude, yeah. she was like a badass. She had it was one of those unconventional good looking. So I had a crush on Jewel too. So most people say, oh, but her snaggle tooth like this. I thought that was sexy though. Yeah. I thought that was sexy about her. I don't know. Yeah. 
But anyway, yeah. Delosa Ryden was badass. She used to flip people off while she's fucking playing. She's like That's a true not, rock star. I actually want to see. Hold on, I'm gonna look her up. Real quick. Look up good pictures. Don't look at her like now before, like before she passed away when like when she was like on a bunch of drugs. Yeah. And I'm just thinking back when weird. she was like in her prime in the '90s. It'd be weird. She, like I don't even know what she looks. Like. I might not think she's attractive anymore. A girl named Dolores. Like Delor yeah, Dolores, <laughs> take the trash out. What do you say like during <laughs> sex? You're like oh, call her. You call oh Dolores, <laughs> like, or do you say? I think you just gotta call her babe or something like that. At that oh point. baby, oh baby, Ryden. Oh baby, Dolores. Baby, no. <laughs> Does anybody call you baby John when they're banging you? I'm just curious. No. Like oh baby John. <laughs> that's just that's your dick's name. She definitely Could be. was. Yeah. <laughs> she's pretty cute, she's right? She's kind of had like a range of styles. Like, it's yeah, she's not got like a boring. she's got a unique type of style. Yeah, huh? I mean, she's ranged from sh like a shaved head to. But she short, was like a badass though, like back in the day. Let me see. Hair. Let me see. Yeah, I mean, she was like a badass though. You know what I mean? Uh, okay. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm I'm gonna give her an okay. Yeah, but yeah. That's you what know. that's what tickled your fancy when you were younger, huh? That was one of the many. I was also like in uh, high school, middle school, listening to it, and I literally would and wanted to bang everything. Uh, yeah, speaking, who of, was your first like girl crush? Mm. Oh, was, Spice Girl. Mine was Christina Ricci. Actually, I do remember that was my like, the first girl that I was like, and I remember she was in that movie Now and Then, and she was in that movie Cast. A Jawbreaker. No, is that her? No, she was in she Casper. In I remember that. She was in Casper, and then that kid Devin Sawa. She he turned into Casper at the end of the movie, and then she had a crush on him, and uh, it broke your heart. And then I fucking hated that. Kid. I literally <laughs> hated Devin Sawa so much. To this day, yeah, I literally like had like. <laughs> hey, if you're listening, fuck beef you. with that kid. Yeah, and I, yeah, I mean, in his career's gone. I don't know. Yeah, if he's well, that's why. Still, right. so, yeah, still, I mean, still Lucas's exactly. girl. You're gonna fuck the careers gone. <laughs> so some, some like. It movie is, critics been giving yeah, some like, bad reviews. Yeah, it's like, can a movie critic, like, hold a grudge since they're, like, child? It's <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> just, like, huge beef. My but... first one was uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. That's uh, a good like, one. That's a good one. Can't Hardly Wait? Yeah. Well, I don't think it was Can't Hardly Wait. It was, well, yeah, that was a good one, but I didn't know that that was her. I thought it was a totally different chick when I watched that movie. It was her when she, it's like her and her was, mom and they're like con artists. Oh yeah, the yeah. Heartbreak. That was Heartbreakers. That yeah, one, yeah. like, ooh, dude. Yeah. He's a movie critic. He knows that one got me. Yeah. Good, real well, good, <laughs> real good. I liked her in I know what you did last summer. That was oh, that was good favorite. too. Yeah, because even the whole poster, she always had like that like little like spaghetti strap kind of thing on. Mm -hmm. she, yeah. yeah, yeah, but it was scary. <laughs> <laughs> and it was kind of scary, yeah. I do know my crush. Who was yours? I had posters of her everywhere. I had a crush on her forever, and I still love her to this day. Stacy Keebler. Oh. I, I, I used to love uh, wrestling when I was like in uh, elementary school. I, I wanted like, to be a wrestler. She has 42-inch legs. Why? And it was so ironic because I'm so short, and she's six feet, six feet tall. But Wait, 42-inch like, tall? No, legs. Wide? Round? Long. Long. She has long legs. Got it. Wait a minute. They I call wear, I wear mama, size uh, mama long legs. I'm 5'8 and have 30 inch. They're like a 30 inch seam or whatever. So no. she had 42 inch legs, like from her, her feet. So all that's way like to her if weight. she wore like a pant, like her inseam would be 42 inches. Did she have a torso? I, <laughs> I don't know. I, it makes me think of You guys the, know what she looks like. I have no idea. I'm it makes me think of the like, Toy Story character legs. Stacey Keebler. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up. Uh I'm gonna look it up real quick, and I'm gonna show you. And um, she's hot. She's a good-looking girl. Yeah, she's just it very... is kind of funny to think about like who your first crushes were back when you were like a kid. Yeah, yeah. And she now, was. A, she was a I mean, wrestler. I guess, but, my, honestly, but, my taste hasn't changed that much. She's long legs. Jesus, those are long legs. Yeah, she's got long legs. I mean, she's yeah. got heels on, but those are. Yeah, legs. I don't know if so, they're forty. So, yeah, well, they're five inches now, so she's got forty-seven long. inches. So, media never yeah. lies, Lucas. So, yeah. <laughs> they're 42 inches. <laughs> anyway, so, Lucas, this is probably the most interesting. No, no offense to anybody that was on the on uh, previously, but this is by far the most interesting career joy, uh, field that you're going into and what you're doing so far is uh, as a movie critic. So, tell the kind of, yeah, I mean, tell everybody about what you're doing or like exactly what you stand for and what you're doing. What it's called? Yeah, well, movie criticism is kind of it's not so much what I'm doing I mean it's definitely part of it but I have been pretty much since I was five years old I've had an obsession with the movies and just kind of known that's what I wanted to do in some aspect of my life and I've right out of college I got this cool job in Hollywood and worked at like a boutique production company and got pretty much laid off right when the economy bottomed out and so 
ever since then, I've kind of picked up random production jobs. I've worked on like movie sets, doing anything from like gaffer to grip to electric, all of that. And what I've realized is the what I love most about movies is not making them. Like I thought I wanted to be a director. I thought I wanted to be a writer, all of that stuff. And what I've realized is what I love most about movies is just watching them. Like I really do. Me like, too. and I love going to the theater and just the whole experience. And so I've kind of started building my own dream job where I travel the country and I visit historic movie theaters Nice. Uh, around the country. Yeah. Like almost every city you go it's to so cool. has at least one just, I mean, they were literally back in the twenties and thirties and forties, they built palaces for movies yeah they're and like super cool they're amazing i mean they're honestly incredible and a lot of them have been torn down repurposed or just they just some of them still show movies to this day a lot of them have been turned into like concert venues stuff like that but they'll show they'll have like once a month they'll do like a classic movie night and stuff like that which is just cool to like think about going back to that time period when these structures just like that's what people did they went to the movies and so back in the day it like kind of did Thrown back to your uh, slogan. Your slogan is, um, "There's still magic in the there's movies." There's still magic in the movies, yeah. and kind of back in the day, there was a lot of magic in the movies. It was like a big, like uh, you know, it was like it was like a huge thing. And yeah. I think I mean, that because it was it was the pinnacle of entertainment. Like it was just the radio. That's all they. There yeah. wasn't a TV. There wasn't anything like that. So uh, kids used to entertain themselves. Their families would sit around the radio and listen to like their serials or their stories on that. And then all of a sudden, moving pictures started up and these theaters were actually built for silent films mm -hmm. and so that was the first like it was they almost used these theaters as like meeting spaces too like they would have like town gatherings and stuff like that and they would have people come out like give the news and like because there was no other way to absorb information other yeah. than like newspaper and stuff like that but if you wanted like a moving image you had to go to a theater so, so. movies were very magical they were there they were the uh they were the thing that brought like everybody together. The too. pinnacle of entertainment, like that was it. And then the TV came out, and that pretty much destroyed the movie palace. And then they all kind especially of especially when the Arab people like in the going that to one ruin with that one movie that took uh, uh, Chris was it Chrissy was it was it Richie what's her name which one Christina Richie Christina Richie yeah they started featuring people like that asshole and stuff taking uh, your girl. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, yeah. it's just a bunch of bullshit. So yeah. But yeah, I mean, so that's, I mean, that's kind of the generally what it started. So the whole point of the site is to, I travel the country, I visit these historic theaters, I write about my experience of visiting the theater, I uh, find out the, because every theater has like a crazy unique history too, like movies that have premiered there, people who've performed there, um, a lot of them have like ghost story, or just crazy stuff. Like yeah. it's like a lot of them, some of them are like, where do you look up all that information? Everywhere. Like, I go and I visit, like, historians that are there. A lot of places have, like, book stuff. Like, you can find a lot of stuff on the internet, the same too. old usher still standing there. I would. <laughs> He's like, take it, please. You're like, no, I just want to ask you some Excuse questions. <laughs> one lazy eye. Steve, yeah. Stephen Hawking. He's like, mm, take it, please. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's I pretty much dig up information anywhere I can. And, like, just, if it's a story that I think is cool, like, if it's, like, I do. I like ghost stories. I like so these weird kind of like you're like kind of like a movie. You're like a you're like a, a traveling movie, blogger travel with blogger slash like you also do like movie critics. Yeah, because I love... still see movies constantly. Like I see movies probably two three times a week. So it's like I that's just what I've done forever. So the, yeah, I just review movies kind of in my own way. Like I honestly I've never liked movie critics. Like I read, I can't finish most of their reviews. I find them pretty boring. They're kind of tedious to get through. They're too yeah. wordy. They're not relatable. They're too so, stuck up with their words. Kinda, yeah. I mean, I, I've literally found very few movie critics where I can relate to like what they're saying. At, and I know movies well. Like it's the one thing I know better than anything. And I feel like critics kind of, they write for a different audience than what the viewer actually is. Yes. And so I write from the perspective of a fan and how a movie makes you feel. He like, speaks for the people. I just, I mean, I don't know. I just have my own taste. And I feel like my taste is very relatable. Like, it's not like something that's so... I can appreciate like the movies that critics love, but I also appreciate the movies fans love. Like, my, some of my favorite films are... Shawshank Redemption, Saving Private Ryan, Forrest Gump, stuff like that, which are universally loved for a reason because they're fucking awesome. They're just good movies. 
So I don't think my taste is like so obscure that like most people I feel like will find it pretty relatable. Yeah. And I see everything. So if I find something that I think someone's like really going to enjoy, I'm going to make sure people know about it. Like I want to tell people like, dude, there's nothing better than going out with your family or on a date or with a friend and you see a good movie and you like your night is made. Like it's just like the best way, to, like a catalyst for like the rest of your night. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it's like a shame too. Like I miss like going into the blockbusters and all that stuff. Yeah. Too. Totally. Because that was super tra- traditional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like fam- dude, families would get together, go to blockbuster. You'd pick out a movie together that you were going to like watch that evening. And it is, I mean, Netflix... It's got. It is weird, man. When you think about the evolution of just Hollywood and cinema and movies, it went from like movie palaces to the television. The television destroyed the movie palace, and then internet and the, streaming. Well, then there was the megaplexes. So then they kind of started. Theaters came back, but there was like multiple screens in a theater, and then the internet changed everything. Now with Netflix, I mean, people don't go to the theater as much. They don't. Blockbusters are non-existent. Yeah. Because it is obsolete. like we don't know what it's going to become next like it's just so easily accessible from your house that who knows who knows so where, it's like movies that... in general like are probably never going to disappear there's going to be some never. sort of form no of that way. that'll never become obsolete never. but like like you said the magic you know starts kind of being lost like people still like go there for like different reasons but not the true appreciation of actual movie i mean i still more entertainment now, I feel like. I mean, movies just have magic because I'll watch stuff at Netflix at home alone, and it's still awesome. Like, no, I'm no, no, like, no, no. I'm talking about movies, good. whether you're at home, whether you're at movie theater. I'm talking about just movies in general. But people watch it now, and that kind of goes with our, I think, society and our culture now. But I think that people watch it more for entertainment, and uh, people don't really appreciate the actual like movies for what they are anymore. I mean, it's like we're almost like spoiled. Well, for we're me, definitely spoiled. It, it was like a, it was like a meeting ground. For me when i was younger yeah like especially in like middle school like you your can't parents do just drop you off they'd have a yeah. couple arcade games and they'd leave you at the theater all day my, well no my yeah. parents would like on fridays like everyone from my middle school would meet up there's like a there was a mexican shop right next to the, oh, the, okay. the theater mm. several so would go get like burritos before the movie theater what theater yeah. is it the one by santa fe yeah santa yeah. fe yep yeah yeah, the Santa Fe Theater right there. And, like, so they have uh, a, a taco shop right there. Dima's Tacos is oh, right yeah. there. Oh, yeah. It's still there? I, I think so, dude, awesome. to this day. I mean, taco shops, they're, they're very lucrative. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're cheap and they're delicious. Yeah. So we all fucking meet up there. Or just randomly, you know, because, you know, texting wasn't a thing back then. Yeah. I, I feel archaic saying that. But, like, texting wasn't a thing. You'd just show up and be like... Or you'd call someone on the phone and be like, hey, you're going to the movies tonight? And you yeah. hope you see them there. Because <laughs> yeah. that so wasn't their cell phone they either. they didn't show up, you're like, what? Seriously, it is so weird. Because it's house phone. Yeah. You're talking on the it house wasn't. phone. You're like, I hope you're here. Dude, it wasn't even that long ago. Like, no. That's what's even crazier is how far we've progressed. And like, yeah, that was our generation. It was like, if you said you were going to meet someone somewhere and you showed up there and they didn't, they could be dead. You have no clue. Like, and how do you get a hold of them? Like, you just and then you have to you look call, around. You call their house, yeah. and if they're not there, then you're fucked. Like, you either, you either wait or you're yeah, just like, you just, fuck it. I guess you, I'm gonna. You, you wait. That that's also made people yeah. be accountable. Like back then, I think that's yeah, why the that. older people, like when they say they're gonna do something, they're you gonna do it because back time. you were, yeah, yeah, we were conditioned to do that back then. Because if up you with didn't, excuse. yeah, you yeah, because if you didn't do it and you go there, you'd be like you'd really put the other person in the shit. Like, they took their time, they got ready, they went away there, they waited hours, ruined a whole night, just, like, supposed to meet you if you are going to plan mm-hmm. on ditching them. Now, it's so easy to just bail out. And True. You, was, you know what I mean? And, and, and just send that text that says, oh, sorry, man, not yeah. going to make it. Just right? knocked out. It's easy to just yeah. send a text oh, that I just knocked asleep. out. If you fell yeah. asleep, you, you know that they're still Honestly, there, I and you're like, I got to go kinda, still. I think we kind of got it at a good age, too, because I'm like, I actually, now thinking about it, I wouldn't, wanna, wouldn't want to have dated in that time because like if you got stood up that's cold Dude. man like oh my god like oh, yeah. the girl just doesn't show up like yeah. and you're just sitting there alone like wondering what is going on like to be stood up back then it was way colder than it is now because <laughs> now it's I mean, like you, have to you can wait. text them and if they're ignoring you at least you know they're ignoring you yeah back then you have no clue there was no happened. bad text message yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, would, you would call them you'd call their phone at the like later that night or the next yeah. day be like hey what happened last night no answer right yeah so maybe you just maybe you're going to school with them you show up to school on monday and yeah. you see them you're like What's up? What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that was Saturday. Oh, yeah. Uh, my grandma got sick. That you still can come up with excuses. No, 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 it's based the, the no. The cool thing is, you could literally say, "No, I went there. I was looking for you." They make you sound like the asshole. 
Like was, I went there, I was looking for you because it's such a big place. Like I mean, where God were you? We like didn't oh, I was have here. To go through that. Like I feel like that would have been much darker than like just than now. Like I mean, there's plenty of other new weird stuff now that we have to well, deal people with. People are less likely to uh, 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 stand you up back then, though. So I don't think it yeah. would happen as much. Because you, you can't. Hope not. Yeah, yeah, I think the fact that there's no uh, capable way for them to actually stand I mean, you, if you up do in the that, most night. You're an way. asshole. Like that's like a straight up asshole move. Yeah. Just not, not show up. up. Yeah. yeah, definitely not just going. Like that is a complete yeah, waste there. of Fuck somebody's him. time. Yeah, I, I love the movies though. I uh, I remember like my first date at a movie. Like <laughs> you're sitting there next to her, dude, and like the arms there on the armrest, yeah. right? Sweating. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like and you. You're not watching that fucking no, movie. No, you're th- you're in your mind. You're like losing right. it. Is this the moment? Yeah. Did yeah. you kiss? Did you kiss anybody? I've kissed the movie theater, dude. And my heart. No, no. Was... Did you kiss anybody before this time? You're saying like the first um, uh, date you went on her, uh, or went with her. My my first kiss was at a football game, so it was okay. it was not at movie theater. But, but you're still nervous, like for but this, sure. This I know was that like movie. a girl that I was like, hey, let's go on a date. Let's go to a movie, and we yeah. go. To, we went to this movie, and then I'm sitting next to her, and you know, there's chemistry. Oh, you talk, you talk. Yeah, yeah. But you're watching this movie and you're just like, is this the moment? Mm-hmm. Is it scary enough? Am I breathing too hard? It is. It's Did I terrifying. eat too much of the it popcorn? It's terrifying. Your heart's like, doo, 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 doo. Yeah. And, and you, you know, know. But that's the thing is like, was she thinking that same thing? Or she's like, I don't give a shit. Please, like, if you're yeah. wanting to hold my hand, just fucking hold my hand. <laughs> no, <laughs> no and we're probably, losing our like minds. Yeah. yeah, I don't even fucking care. Well, you, got, <laughs> you got different types of like, yeah, people. So like, some women are probably like this. Like, this guy is like an idiot. Like, what's he waiting for? Like, hold my hand. Obviously, yeah, I went dude, to a movie with sure. you. Like, hold my hand or yeah. do something. And we're all like nervous. Like, does she want us to? Does she not want us to? And then some of them are like this. Oh man, he's just. If you go on a date before, it's like, that date went really bad. I don't like him, but we kind of made plans to go to this movie. So now I'm like, please don't hold my well, this hand. This is also like sixth grade where people, neither side has any fucking clue what they're doing. Like, yeah. literally, like, you're just winging it. You're nervous as hell. Nothing, like, nothing makes sense. But I, I, it is, but that's part of the movies. Like, that's yeah. a lot of people's first experience. I, like, I got and a that's great another, one. Like, and it is. You remember that movie you saw at that time because you weren't watching. You were traumatized. Like, I think, you're scarred by it. I think it was Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no way. Uh, I think it was, but I think that was late. I is think that Reese like, Witherspoon and Luke Reese, Wilson? I don't know if it's Luke Wil- Wilson, but it's definitely Reese Witherspoon. I think that was like a later one because I feel like that came out more recently. You, you want to, you want to, yeah, that's probably that's a more like recent That's 2005 ish. So that was, I was 15. I mean, that, that was still like so, a movie. Yeah. So I think that was the situation because hmm. it was a girl that I liked and I took her out. Still nervous. Yeah. Yeah. But I think yeah. there was one before that and I can't remember, but uh, oh, man, I was in the front row. Because we all sat together. Front, like, front oh, row? Fucking oh, front, dude, front that's row. Like, only psychos sit in the front row. <laughs> I was just like, Great. Yeah. My roommate's a fucking psycho. <laughs> it's fucking Literally, me. like, I remember, like, going to theaters and walking in, and the front row is the only thing open. I'm like, I walk right out. I'm like, turn in my ticket. But like, I, I can't do it. But it was it was in that time, dude. I can't just, what, what am I going to do? I can't text my parents. Yeah. I'm like, I call oh, that's true. Hey, yeah. you got to come pick me up again. Or, or I want to hang out. And like, you're with the And I guess it doesn't really matter. You're just with the girls. I'm trying so. to impress the girls. Yeah. Back then, so, well, she's definitely not going to be impressed in the front row. Yeah. Because if anything, like, really, you should have showed up early and got the back row. <laughs> well, the, but there was a big ass group. There was a bunch of people. Sweet Home Alabama was sold out. And no, no. The front see, row was no, no. Sweet Home Alabama was in the back. That was the, oh, okay. the one before it. The one I so remember. The other one had to be good then. What was the one that you were stuck in the Front row. I can't remember, you remember man. Sweet Home Alabama, but yeah. you can't remember when you got stuck in the front row. It was a good movie. That's hilarious. It was a great movie. Yeah, but it's not rememberable. <laughs> See, it's funny. I had my first kiss in a movie theater, okay. so I can completely what relate movie? to this. Yeah, what movie? Scorpion King. What the, the rock? The Rock. The Rock. <laughs> I was in, and this is a throwback. Bobby Eubanks, remember him? Yeah. Ashley Todd. Ooh. Me, Jessica Breaker. Jessica Breaker? Jessica Breaker was my first kiss. Oh, really? Yeah, the girl. She always wore those red uh, dickies. The, yeah, the tiny girl, right? Sweet yeah, girl. she was. A, she was a, like a older. She was a grade older than us. Cause she, she, uh, yeah, but, but uh, she was nice. A, that your first kiss was a grade yeah. older than you. Yeah, and I was in seventh grade. She was in eighth grade, and I was like a year younger too. So yeah. like I was like ten probably. I don't even know. <laughs> no, but um, I remember I was literally so afraid because I knew because I knew she was ex- more experienced than me. And so I'm sitting there. Experienced, like anything, anything is more experienced. No, dude, she was sucking dick for sure. What? I'm kidding. Oh my god! I was like, dude, your first kiss. Oh Jesus. Yeah, no. I mean, maybe I don't know. 
you know. No, I was ra- dude. I was raised in a very different place than you guys were raised. Like Spokane, Washington. Like that was pretty much my formative years. Was up there. It was simple, man. People there, like I remember, people really didn't kiss or do any of that stuff till almost high school. Like it was kind of crazy. Like it was, but here, man, I would hear. I moved to Vegas for college. And girls in high school were like saying stuff that would blow my mind. I literally couldn't wrap my head around it. I'm like, oh, dude, some gross growing people. up here has got to be one of the most challenging things ever. Like, I had a 10-year-old ten, like, ask me if I wanted to bang in a trailer a park one time when I was a little kid. <laughs> I remember looking at her like, the fuck? And I was like, no, yeah, no, I totally did. You were her, name, her name was Ashley, I Wait, remember. you were 10. How old was she? I think I was like uh, 11 and she was like, or yeah, I was like 11. She was like 10. She lived in the trailer park next thing. They used to dance like they're Britney Spears and shit like that. And she's like, you want to have sex? And I'm like, <laughs> oh it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. It was a trailer park. It was like the whole like shabam, dude. It was like every stereotype possible. People, like, yeah. Las Vegas uh, trailer home. And it's like, you want to fuck? I wonder what that girl is doing right now. I'm sure that she's um, in the trailer park. I'm sure she's girl. doing exactly what her she's doing daughter, at 10. Her daughter's doing that now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I remember there was a 15 year old lady when I was like uh, 10 or 11 years old too. In that same trailer park, she already had her baby. And she would carry her baby around, like a roller baby around. And she wanted to have sex too. <laughs> oh my God. This is some crazy ass people. And you people. were 10 or 11? years old i was yeah i was like a young kid it was really scary but uh, anyway that is scary that yeah. was so, uh, well, we're getting off movies. yeah we're getting on topic right now <laughs> but anyways anyway yeah. las vegas but it's a good tourist though, place i mean but that if you can still have those moments of innocence like at the theater where it's like it is man people have magical moments at movie theaters constantly like i mean when you see there's certain movies that i've saw for the like all right i saw saving private ryan the first time in a theater by myself I was like probably 17 and that movie blew my mind. Like I literally, it was the first time where like you kind of grasp what war is. Like as a kid, because as a kid you see like John Wayne movies and stuff, you kind of think of war as like heroic and that's where like men are built and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. And then I saw Saving Private Ryan. I was like, holy shit this is chaos like if you get off the beach it's not like the bravest men are the ones like making it off the beach it's pure luck it's a luck pure like holy shit like pure odds and your odds of uh getting past the beach is probably like 10 percent exactly i mean it was just insane like it but it was just seeing that and walking out of that theater, I wasn't the same person I was when I walked into yeah. it. Like, and I was at that age where my friends were signing up for the military. And I'm like, Ev- everybody go see this movie. Like, yeah. Just so you get like a glimpse of kind of what you're going to be walking into. Because yeah. well, dude, when you're that age, you have no grasp we're super, of reality yeah, we're super naive at and we don't know. all. And the government's just like, sign them up, send them over. You're like, holy shit. But yeah, man, that, like, that was a movie that changed my life like there's certain like and there's not a lot because if it happened a lot it wouldn't be special but there's certain movies that there's just you walk into that theater one person and you walk out changed like yeah. something different like true you've either see something or hear something or like even just a line of dialogue that like connects with you at that point of time in your life and you walk out and it just gives you perspective and you it just makes sense and it's like you just kind of get it like it is. You find a lot of answers to life in movies. And, like, that's what I look for and constantly. Like, when I go to the movies, I want that connection. I want that exactly. And that's what you want to kind of uh, trans- transition over to people, like the viewers and the people that may be following you, whatever. You kind of want to give them that same thing. Or what's your overall, like, kind of purpose? I mean, I hope they doing? connect. I mean, I, I, I mean, it is, man. When you're watching a movie... Movies that are universally loved are universally loved for a reason because people connect to them. You watch that and like the audience all laughs or the audience is all scared. Like if a movie can make you cry, that means you gave a shit about those characters. That's a well-made movie. That's a good story. So it is like when I write about movies, that's what I write about. Like did I connect with it? How did I feel when I walked into that theater? And I do think like I am just one guy, but I think my life experience is pretty universally like we're all kind of going through life together Mm -hmm. and when you see a movie that you connect with for whatever reason most people can connect with it also 
And like obviously there's some movies that some people love and other people hate and stuff like that. But it, I think a lot of people say they hate movies that like they don't taste. really hate. They're just more trying to get like attention in some way or yeah. Not. I, I mean, there's certain movies that are like when people hate on the more. And I'm not a big comic book guy. I've never been like I kind of I've liked comic books when I was younger. And I get that this comic book phase is just it's everywhere. Like it's nonstop. Like you yeah. get like three or four movies a year. But Marvel does such a good job that even though I'm not necessarily even their target audience, but every time I walk out of a Marvel movie, I'm like, that was awesome. Like that was super fun. Like it's just they're good movies. Even the Daredevil uh, on Netflix, the show. Oh yeah, dude, it's fantastic. They're genius. Yeah, it's what just they're doing good. is absolute. Like the way, nothing has been done like this in movie history. They literally started with Iron Man and have gone up now to Avengers of Infinity War. And tied together, what is it, 2018 movies at that point? Yeah. Together perfectly with TV shows on Netflix and stuff that have split off from it that still tie into the storyline perfectly. I'm like, it's brilliant. Like, nothing, it's, you're watching this continuous movie. I mean, it's, nothing has been done like this. And the culmination of it was Infinity War. I thought it was flawless. Like, I literally, like, walked out of that movie and you're like, that that was about as cinematic as it gets. Like, kids will remember that. I remember that. Forever. I thought like, it took over. I thought it was the modern day uh, Star Wars for what people must have felt like back then. I felt like it was really. I think it's even bigger. I, I think. Well, think no, I I think it was so powerful. But then, um, then they all of a sudden they're, all their contracts are up, and now they're all. Yeah, I finally felt like they made like the best one, and I was super excited. Now I'm like. Now on the contract they have another movie, but I'm like, now it's over. I'm like, I mean, oh there's, man. When you think about, because people like will nitpick and talk shit. I'm like, when you think about how many ways they could have fucked that movie up, like with that many characters coming into one movie, like they could have like over focused on one character, under like just completely forgot about other ones. They gave almost every single character perfect screen time with, and the way they all interacted together mm-hmm. was either funny hilarious confrontation like it was so it was just it was honestly pretty damn near like perfect filmmaking and like you walk out of that theater and you're just like then the way it ends man like it fucks people up like that was crazy spoiler alert no actually no spoiler alert we won't even tell you how it ends but yeah you're right if you haven't seen i mean i don't know a single person you should if you haven't seen it you should but that's why it's so great is people show up i literally have friends that they won't go to the movies unless it's a marvel movie and they bring their kids and they go to it it's that like yeah like that is stuff that fathers will do with their sons is just show up to those films like they're it's amazing like they literally are creating new memories and what these films will mean and because we're in it right now like when we look back on 50 years from now like this time period like what was going on is pretty monumental like it's crazy yeah we're gonna be like the graphics in those fucking movies (laughs) now we'll literally be in the movie i can't watch this movie it hurts my eyes dad yeah i mean your bionic eyes like yeah yeah. they can't hurt i guess they do yeah i mean it's but that's movies man like that's just kind of and it's not it's not even so much special what i'm doing because everybody loves the movies i literally don't know a person's like fuck movies i can't watch them like Everybody loves the movies, and everyone has an opinion about every movie that they see. So for me to even call myself like a movie critic, the only reason I can or will is because I see everything. There is not a movie that if it's on, I will not watch it, and there's not a movie in the theaters that I won't go see. And so I just see more movies than most people, so I just have an more opinions than most people. Well, see, that's right. Not that my opinion's even any more valid. It's just rooted in more time. Well, that's kind of how I want to transition to our next subject is the fact of what you do. Mm-hmm. Now it's the fact of what makes you a movie critic and do all the stuff is because the hustling part. This is the yeah. part that's super important that people yeah. don't realize is we all like to do things. It's we all like to say side. we like things. But it's the business side. It's, okay, now what are you going to do about it? It's and the it's worst kind of, side. It, it, it's, yeah, it no, is. really, it's it, crazy. It is. It's the But worst. you've been doing this for, like, what, how long now? Like, uh, uh, just over a year, honestly. Like, so the whole idea started probably, like, two and a half years ago. And I know I, I'm not a developer. I don't know anything about creating websites or anything. Like, all I know is I love movies. And so the idea for the website and the traveling, and the, it all kind of started to piece together about two and a half years ago. 
But really, it started to really take shape about a year, just over a year ago. And that's what I'm saying. So about like over years. So I know that you started really working on it, mm-hmm. and you wanted to do something, and you didn't want to justify anymore. You didn't want, you know, what I mean, because of course you're working your normal job still. You got to make money. For I just the, found the pa- I found the outlet because it was. It's like I'm not going to be a screenwriter. Maybe one day, but it's like I'm not going to direct. Mo- the thing about making movies is it's such a collaborative effort too. It's not like me just showing up with a camera and I act and I, you have so many people that have to be involved. Mm-hmm. This, I have a hundred percent control over. Like it's me having to do the work to do the reviews, do the like editing, do all the stuff. But it's like, I, it's my vision for it and I can create it. And if, if it's going to fail, it's a hundred percent on me. And if it succeeds, it's also a hundred percent on me. And that's exactly, so you're taking these ideas of things that you actually want to do and you bring it to fruition on your own. And mm-hmm. that's a thing that people don't see. They'll see you're like, you know, cause you're not like necessarily monetizing or anything like that. Like, exactly, you know what I mean? Not yet. Exactly. But I not, have, that's down the line. Like, and I have all the ideas for that, but it, and like, that's the biggest pros- problem I've found too, is like, you always want to be 10 steps ahead of where you're at and you have to to just take the time, put in the work, put in the effort. Like there is no, over a year if you want it to too. be good and you want to have pride in it, you can't cut any corners. And it's like you all, like it has to be your focus at least for like a good portion, almost of every single day. And for a lot of people that if you don't love what you're doing, you're going to stop. Like it's just, it's a commitment. It's something like it's the second you decide to take it on, like your whole life becomes different it's like having a child it really is like it's your baby like you grow this thing and if it turns out fucked up it's because you are a shitty parent and didn't grow it properly or didn't have the right vision for it that's exactly the point i wanted to get across that was exactly you you nailed it it's like you gotta just you gotta put in the work and it's gonna Mm -hmm. throw uh, everybody just sees like the good part of it and the the fun stuff but they don't see like all the shit that you all the shit that gets thrown at you and you you said better part of a year traveling you know you might have financial problems you might have this and that it's like now it's time to test like how strong you are how bad you really want it it's mm-hmm. like who wants to continue it's like all and this I shit's still happening. have no idea where it's gonna go exactly zero like i this nobody does blow apart like tomorrow i have no all i know is that i love doing it and i just am going to keep doing it and i'm never going backwards like even when so every day on instagram like i will get on there and for an hour every single day i will like I will go on to other people's Instagram pages and I'll find like similar movie review sites and they'll have like 10,000 followers, whatever. I'll just go start liking those people's photos and kind of engaging with them and I'll do it for an hour every day. And when you kind of engage with other people, they'll go onto your page. They'll either start to follow you or just completely ignore you. But like if I do that for an hour, minimum I gain about 10 followers every single day. And you're even giving a crap though too. You're not just going on to random people and liking the photo and not knowing no, at I, all about I, their I stuff. Actually, you're actually so like... It's, I'm studying the whole time. Like is, is the content they're putting out better than mine, similar to mine? Like what can I learn from this person's page? Like what are they... Some people you just... They're, they don't put out an effort like it's literally like zero thought put into it. it's like oh here's a picture i like and they just throw it out there so it's like yeah you just kind of blow through those pages but then there's certain pages that'll go on i'm like dude this person's doing mm-hmm. something cool like can i learn from that like and then you start to engage with them and then you kind of like build a little community and you kind Networking of start to like do all this stuff and it's been fun man because you're finding people that are into the same stuff that you're into Dude, it's global. Like Instagram is global. Like internet is global. Like Use the you're tools, finding people. people who are obsessed with the same things that you're obsessed with, and they probably have similar backgrounds to you. They have similar like experiences in life and all that stuff. These are your people. These are your tribe. Like these are the people that like are going to buy your products. You're going to support each other. And which one's grinding the hardest? Which one wants it the most? Exactly. Which one has the best ideas that are like gonna flourish and like. What can you learn from all that? The ones stuff? who hustle the hardest are definitely going to make it to the top, like always, forever. And that's like a, you know, that's a system that's always worked. And I mean, as long as you keep going, I genuinely think as long as you're not taking, because the harder you work, 
you do just move forward. You're not taking huge steps back. Like, and if you just keep inching your way forward, well, you're never moving back because you you know you, like the cliche you know quote you're either winning or you're learning. Mm-hmm. So like yeah, yeah you might absolutely. you might take a, a hit. You, your whole thing might like go apart, well, but you've right taken now, so much out of it. I've like I've been moving for the like last couple of weeks, so I haven't been able to focus on it as much. It's still like in my thoughts, but I don't think of it as a step back. I just think of it as like a pause. Like I just kind of like it can't be a hundred percent my focus right now. Yeah. But that's the thing is like. Then I'll, I can't wait to get back to it full time, and start growing it again and putting my so time. So what's it called again? It. What's your uh, what's your uh, Lucky Boy reviews? Lucky Boy reviews. I don't know if we did we we must have told them that we must have told the audience that right. I don't know. Probably no. <laughs> not. No, we didn't. That's probably the first yeah. thing we should say. But yeah, Lucky Boy reviews. So check that out. Where can they find you and stuff? Uh, everybody know that on Instagram. Instagram's the main platform I'm using right now. I am on Twitter and Facebook as well. But like pretty much the way I engage. Mo- like pretty much full time is Instagram. And your website was uh, uh, up temporarily and it's so down I, right now, I've right? Put it up and it's so time consuming. And I actually got like a lot of feedback from people, kind of took all that stuff in, took it down, and now I'm reworking it. And that'll be, I'm planning to launch it again this upcoming St. Patrick's Day. And uh, yeah, it'll be stuff that you can completely interact with. And You're building your own? Yeah. Well, so I had a friend built the kind of site for me, and he did it on Squarespace, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's super user-friendly. So it's like I've learned to kind of like completely build pages. We have like all the graphics done, like all that stuff. So I basically do all the writing, put all the stuff together, build each page, and then, yeah, kind of connect each link. I and mean, you're learning so much. These are it's crazy. valuable, 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 yeah. invaluable uh, business tools for the present and the future. Like if you don't know this, like yeah. time's gonna just go on without you. Well, now I know what to talk time. to people. Like when I talk to like a developer, I talk to people. I I have some general knowledge now. Like they can't like scam me or hustle me or do whatever. And I also know what it actually takes. If I hire someone to do something for me, and they're like, oh, it's gonna take like this. I'm like, no man, you're full of shit. Like this, it's not that much work. Like this is what you need to do. Because I can, I know enough about all these things now. Because it's a lot of time, man. When you're the first one starting it, you know every aspect of every inch of everything that it takes to like kind of get this thing going. So when you finally start making some money and you can branch off and hire people for things, you know what it takes, what the job is that the person you're hiring them to do is because you were doing all of the jobs in the beginning. And now you can kind of start to focus on the other aspects that need your actual attention the most. Then but you can like, build your product exactly. quicker, more efficiently, and and then uh, it's crazy. And it is. It's like I never realized like what the groundwork of like being the person to start a business is. Is like you're doing every single but job. The important <laughs> thing. What, what's your biggest lesson that you've learned is take it inch by inch, right? Because if you take dude, the whole big picture, you would have quit. You'll die. You like if I, and it's true. If I would have known what I know now at the beginning, I probably would have never started. Like it's so. It's all like honestly being a little naive is kind of what you need because it's a lot of time. It's you a have lot hustle, work ethic, and a little be a little bit a little naive. A little with it. insane. You well, just really dude. just be just short term, you know, just short vision. Just like look right in front of you, like you, work yeah. on it one inch step, what inch. you can, inch by everything inch. you can, like anything you can get done in a day to move you forward to the next day, and it just slowly evolves, and each piece falls in line, and it's like you don't see where it's come until you look back like it's true like it really is kind of crazy like i and it's like i read the books i listen to the blogs i listen to podcasts like all that stuff and you hear these people say all this stuff and it's like i can relate to it now so i'm like i get it like i get what they're but it's like you don't you hear what they're saying but and you just kind of like hope you're doing the right thing because you have no fucking clue if it's even actually going to turn out okay you just know that these people are successful and you're actually feeling what they're saying. So you're like, fuck, I, at least it feels like the right path in because they're telling me it is. You're just putting your trust in that person. So, yeah, it's kind of nuts. Any thoughts, John? Yeah. <laughs> you're just learning a lot. It's just blurry. Yeah. I mean, and you guys are doing this. I mean, same thing. I'm probably just about... Yeah, like maybe eight or nine, maybe well, about no, I, a year ahead you, of you guys. I think you put more effort. Into you put a lot more effort in us because right now yeah. we're because we're 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 taking it like slowly right now, but we're there's a lot of things. Obviously, well, we're focusing. Here's also the other thing you know. I had to move into my parents' basement for a year to like dedicate to this. Like oh, I, is it the same spot of 
Gary's porn shop. <laughs> yeah. Wait. <laughs> That's where the What's inspiration your name? Wait, let me see your yeah. fucking driver's license. What's your real fucking, fucking name, bro? Gary. A lot right of Gary. Gary. <laughs> so long, long story short, this guy knows a lot about movies. And um, so because that this guy knows a lot about movies, we're going to put that to the test right now. And a little trivia before we close things up. And uh, so I, since I know the questions, I'll be reading to Lucas and John. I'm going to re- take turns reading each question. They're random, so you might get an easy one, you might get a hard one. Oh, you're going back and forth? Okay. I have seven questions each. Oh, nice. We'll see. Uh, and if John doesn't know the answer, I'm not going to say correct or incorrect. Or I'm going to say incorrect, and I'm going to ask you if you want to steal. I just I like how this is a, this is a game between me and you, and I'm horrible it's at literally, it's like, you literally. John, John, we're here to make him look good. We're here to make him look good, John. I'll just swoop yeah. on all the questions. I couldn't even remember, like, yeah, the number one like, fucking this is, oh, actor man. in it. Movie trivia is... Who would like to go first? I'll uh, go first. Lucas. No, no, no. Let's let John go first. Yeah. Let's give him at least one. Yeah. <laughs> See if I can get this. Why is Bender in detention in the Breakfast Club in 1985? Um, and then if if you can't get... I'll give you uh, uh, four options if you like. Uh, I think it's because he got caught ditching. But give me the four options. He ditched class. He got in a fist fight. He disrespected a teacher, or he pulled the school's fire alarm. Was it an all four? No, there's no all four. Which one is it? Um, I'm going to say for ditching. All right. So would you like to answer your th- uh, thought? I think it's the fire alarm, but I'm not sure. So what, is that your answer? I guess so, yeah. So Lucas is right. It is the fire Damn. alarm. Yeah, that's what I thought. All right. So Lucas, you... Well, I mean, I got fucking Ferris Bueller stuck. In I wasn't even hundred percent sure on that one. That actually, no, these are kind of hard. These recall. are actually pretty, yeah, yeah, these these are, pretty hard. All right, good. All right, I, so this is Lucas. I knew that one, but yeah. I got it wrong on purpose to make you look good. So. <laughs> Thanks, yeah, <man>. lucky, <laughs> lucky boys. Feeling confident. Lucky boy reviews. All right, Lucas. Which of these is not a quote from Gordon Gecko in Wall Street, 1987? Okay. Greed is good. Lunch is for wimps. If you need a friend, get a dog. I look at a hundred deals a day. I pick one. Uh, the second one, the one about lunches for wimps. I'd like to interject. John, what what do you think? I think it's the one about the dog. If you need a friend, get a dog. And both of you are incorrect. Damn. What? I, greed I, is I, good I, is not a quote. Greed is good. Damn. Is not a quote from. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So all the other ones were quotes. Yeah, they're all quotes. I heard the question wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, all of those are quotes? Ex- yeah, except, except for greed, greed is, is good. good. Oh. Yeah, so you heard it wrong too. Mm. I could swear greed is good is in the actual. It's probably in him. Well, I know that he says greed is now legal too, but all right. So you know what? That's just even more impressive that you're even just saying more stuff about like. Yeah. All right. Anyway, can we pick movies that are more like relevant? (laughs) No, I mean so you can keep going. I actually like these. Yeah, yeah, easy for you. Okay. Which actress played Sarah in Labyrinth? Nineteen eighty-six. I know this one. Jennifer Connelly. Brooke Shields. Wyona Ryder or Diane Lane? I think it's Brooke Shields. No, Jennifer Conley. Luke, what was no, that Lucas say for our, our Jennifer Conley, man. Oh, yep. man. Remember her back in that movie? Yeah, no, yeah. I remember that. She was in Rocketeer, too. Oh, man, I loved her. Yeah, I, uh, I do. I do remember that. <laughs> I would have gotten that one. Yeah, I wouldn't have got the greed. As, I would have guessed on that one. All right. Yeah. Next one, Lucas. Yeah. In The Karate Kid. What color did Daniel have to paint Miyagi's house as part of his training? White. Blue. Red. No. Green. No. Orange. No. Green. John, would you like to guess one? Uh, I think it's red. It is green. Yeah. Shit! God damn it! I kind of just remember the house a little bit, but wasn't was the fence white then? I, I don't remember that part, white. to be honest. I remember the fighting parts. Yeah, because the fence was white. The fence was white, yeah. yeah I remember him painting the fence. Was, yeah, because the fence wasn't green, that's for sure. I remember he started with the fence, and then maybe, yeah, he went to the house next. The house ah, was green. Yeah, the next scene, like, later. He had to do the, yeah. He's doing it. John, you ready for this one? Yeah. And Scarface. Wait, you didn't clarify what year Karate Kid. So just, yeah, it could have been could have been the <laughs> Jaden <recent> Smith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking shit. The fact that he knew the, the the directors of the new ones or whatever. Do you want to know the like the, kind of a disgusting? Actor. This is a weird. So Will Smith bought his son a movie 
which was the last airbender, and he hired M. Night Shyamalan to basically have a movie for him and his son to star in. And I was like, dude, that's like a weird... That's like a weird... weird, It's a weird present, but it's also like... And it was a terrible movie. This was back in like 2006. Wait, they actually came out with it? He he hired him to direct... No, Last Earth, I think it was called. Not The Last Airbender. Oh, Last Last Earth. He hired him to do that? Yeah. Like That's he got, really he weird. basically That's... got his son that movie. He like spoiled, for like it's a almost present. like he's like spoils yeah. his kid. Yeah, no, I totally. want a circus. Well, then he was like in the new Karate Kid and all that stuff. Like it's just. Well, I feel like I mean that's I power like in Hollywood I, though. I feel like they're weird as shit. Like I like I love Will Smith, but I feel like yeah. his kid no. and like uh, uh, the whole what's his uh, what's his name Shia LaBeouf. All those people are just strange. As I mean, I think to be an actor, you have to be pretty strange. Like, I don't think it's a very normal profession to have that much, to want that kind of celebrity and notoriety and all that stuff. Like, Except all the future people, to... uh, actors, they collaborate in the future. He's not talking about you, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's weird with Will Smith and his kid. Just don't forget that Tom Brady makes out with his son. So, Have you guys not seen this video? Uh, I have. No. Yeah. He said, come here, give me a kiss. With who? His son. It's like a really... Prolonged. Oh, kiss. like his yeah. own son? I thought you were talking yeah. about Will Smith. He makes son. his. Own. <laughs> I was like, holy shit! <laughs> like, that's crazy. <laughs> holy shit, yeah, John! Yeah. He John. is the goat. He won five Super Bowl rings. It's okay. Oh, I mean, yeah. Idiot. Yeah, his hands are too heavy. So, like, <laughs> in Scarface, 1983, what business does Tony buy for his sister Gina? Does he buy her a restaurant? Does he buy her a gift shop? Does he buy her a hair salon? Does he buy her a real estate company? I thought it was nail salon, but I think it's hair salon. What are you going to say? I think he's right. You both are right. John, good job. Yeah. Nice. Yes! Yeah. Huzzah! Are, these are, all, like, the these are all 80s movies. Yeah, I don't know what's going on here. Yeah, no big deal, Josh. All right. <laughs> Lucas. Oh, no. In The Little Mermaid, oh. 1989. Great yeah. year. Seen it. Josh was born. <laughs> what accent does Sebastian have? I'm not even going to... Jamaican. Yeah. That was... It was easy. Yeah. Whoa, dude, that's racist. He's the good... It's South African. <laughs> <laughs> that's John. What are five of the seven dwarfs names in Snow White? Five of the seven? Name five of the seven. Shit. Um, dopey, uh, sleepy, doc, um, um, uh, uh, will this give you a clue? Grumpy. Yep. What is that? Four? Four. Four. That's what I say. Just one more. Dopey. He said sleepy, dopey, doc, grumpy. Sneezy. 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 Yeah. Good job. That wasn't a question on this. I just had to give you uh, a different type of one. <laughs> uh, random trivia fact. My grandma used to collect uh, seven, the Seven Drawers memorabilia. So. Oh, yeah? Oh. Like the little like glass figurines yeah. and stuff? I, think I was dopey. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. I was dopey. I would have been sleepy. And they used to actually... They actually, when uh, Snow White came More out... bashful. Uh, on VHS, <laughs> they came out with toys at McDonald's. Oh yeah, dude. Oh man, I I so, want to be a kid again so bad. Like, you can I, be. I still am. Honestly, I have not grown. <laughs> the fact that I'm trying to make my career as a movie critic and travel the world, visiting movie theaters and talking about it. You're creating your dude, own life, man. It is, man. But that's the thing is, I don't want to grow up. I don't want some shitty job. Like I want to do what I like to do for the rest of my life. And that somehow should be everybody's make money philosophy. From it. That should be everybody's. But if philosophy. I could get paid to watch movies and travel and visit um, beautiful theaters, yeah, like that's. That's it. Like, sounds holy nice. shit, man. Sounds pleasant. You have Kardashians yeah. that get paid a million dollars just to post something on Twitter saying like, "Great." <laughs> right. So, all right, one more them, Get back to the trail. All right, which one of these? Whose turn is it? Oh, your turn. My turn. Just, which one of these '80s films did not star Andrew McCarthy? Saint Elmo's Fire, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Pretty in Pink, Weekend at Bernie's. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That is. I'm not gonna say it. John, what do you think? Pretty in pink. No, he's definitely in pretty in pink. He was the actor. Then that is the, that is correct, Lucas. Was, I was about to say that is was, correct. Is Ferris Bueller? Yeah, yeah. it's Ferris Bueller. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Too. Hey, John, have you seen Full Metal Jacket? Yes. 1987. Yeah, seen it. Oh, okay. What dog? Or what dog? What does Sergeant Hartman find in Private Pyle's Foot Locker? A donut. You did. 
A no? donut. What do you think? Do you want to hear the options? Yeah, I forget. What did he find? A cinnamon roll? No. A Twinkie? No, yeah, probably Twinkie. A candy bar? Or a donut? <laughs> do you remember for sure it was a Fuck donut? Fuck yeah, it was a donut. Because he made his ass fucking eat, eat donuts it, yeah, while yeah. everyone else that's, fucking... And, that's he, and he's right, like crying. He's that's like, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like eating the fucking donuts. Donut, that's so right. what's, your, what's your guess, uh, Lucas? I was going to say Twinkie, but a donut... See? Wow, he knows his shit, man. Did he find Fuck, it? he it said was... donut, man. You all heard it. John, what'd you guess? No. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I was like... What? I'm just kidding. Yeah. All right, yeah. Lucas. Great movie. Which that one was, of these 80s that films... That movie fucked me up when I first saw that. The fucking kid. end of the movie. Jesus. Well, no yeah. spoilers. I know it's been out for over 20 you years. You suck, dick. Or 30 Bullshit, years. Bullshit, I bet you could suck a golf ball through garments. <laughs> yeah. I know they stack shit that high. Dude, that was the thing, man, because I got introduced to Stanley Kubrick way too young, to the point where I was like... Because people would talk about him being the greatest director that's like ever lived. I was like, I think I saw a couple of his first movies when I was Cooper's like... Nest? No, he no Clockwork he did Orange. like Clockwork Orange, The Shining, uh, Full Metal Jacket, Eyes Wide Shut, and I would had seen those movies way too young to the point where I was like, when you can actually feel like innocence leaving your body, like yeah. what you just like feel sick. You're like, oh, I that was I me, but Pulp Fiction. That. Yeah, there's oh, like, yeah. dude, there's stuff. I remember there's a scene in the movie JFK where. There was this guy who was getting drug out of a house, and they were, like, injecting him with drugs. And he was screaming. He just, like, did not want this to happen. I just remember feeling, like, so... Like, you just have so much empathy. You care so much as, like, a child. And then it's like you just keep seeing more and more fucked up stuff. And you're just like... It's just, like, white noise now. <laughs> I watch a movie, and I'm like, God, man, like, this, it's yeah. so bad. But, yeah, seeing Kubrick stuff... I honestly didn't really start appreciating him till probably like four or five years ago because I just couldn't go back. Like I couldn't go back and watch his stuff without kind of like feeling like that shitty. And I think you're supposed to feel shitty about it. Like they're not. Clockwork Orange is a fucked up movie. Still haven't been able to watch get all the way through that movie. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, uh, even the beginning, dude. I'm just like sitting there. It like, is, I don't even like the feeling of watching. No, it it's, it's just weird. Weird. It's yeah. weird. But but that's dude. That's the genius of Kubrick. Is his movies feel weird like they feel like you're the style of them, the visuals like the, how they make you feel like it's not like 2001 a space odyssey is there is no definitive answers in that movie but you feel like this weird kind of like anxiety like it's just he had like a way of like doing a movie that you know you're watching a kubrick movie as you're like watching this stuff which is kind of his genius, what's like, is the, what it is. What's the director that just came out with the movie with the Island of Dogs or whatever? Oh, Wes uh, Anderson? Wes Anderson, yeah. yeah. I was his, about to ask the same thing. What is your take on Wes Anderson? I'm, I, okay, I appreciate Wes Anderson. I don't like him. I'm not, and that's the thing is, I can't say I don't like him because I thought Grand Budapest at Hotel was like one of the best yeah. movies I've ever yeah. seen. And what's the one with, um, so what's good. the other one? I, there was one that was pretty good with uh, all the, the Wilsons and Ben Stiller. Oh, Royal Tenenbaums. Uh, Royal Tenenbaums. That was great oh, yeah. too. That was like that was my first it. like introduction to him, where I was like, "All right, he's like you, I you got his style, like, because Rushmore was like he was unique and different, and then Royal Tenenbaums, he kind of really started to like understand him a little bit more. And I'm not a huge Wes Anderson fan. I do like him and I appreciate what he does, but I feel like Wes Anderson fans, this is gonna get me in trouble, are kind of douchey. Like, dude, I feel like they're like the film people I, who like love like I they're I films. Agree. They're not movies. They're films. Hipsters. Like, dude, they're all hipsters. Pretentious they're pretentious. Absolutely. And it's like, I like his stuff, but I'm not up his ass. But I feel like the yeah. people who are up his ass, like, those aren't the... And they're the ones who, like, are up Kubrick's ass. They're up all the, like... I don't know. Like, it's just a certain type of person that loves Wes Anderson that I'm like, all right, man, I get it. Like, you really into movies, which is awesome. They, yeah, they don't, they're the guys, that, they're the guys like, that don't like uh, Spielberg. They don't like yes. Lucas. Oh, dude, and Spielberg is a fucking god. Man. Yeah, they like, don't... If they you don't, don't like Spielberg, like... You, fuck you like yeah no for real there's no reason not to like he isn't he's he has so many different collections of movies genres different everything. styles he's the spectrum he's, he's like, insane he's dude in his movies like i have the best childhood even now even my adult memories are the best for he makes the most cinematic moments space jam dude 
Jurassic Park. <laughs> Space Jam. <laughs> Jurassic Park, man. Like the first time I was in third grade and it came out June 3rd, which is the first day of summer vacation. That was the first movie I saw. It was like the best day of my life at that point. Like it was still one of the most memorable days. When you see Jurassic Park for the first time as a kid, you're my my mind was blown like you were seeing dinosaurs come alive for the first time when like dr graham stood up out of that jeep and you see that brontosaurus i'm like dude that was about as cinematic as it gets and then he does saving private ryan schindler's list like all this stuff which is like for adults which is crazy and just recently as i was watching ready player one that whole scene of the shining I literally was like watching. I was like, I never saw oh, it. Oh, fuck, yeah, man! I haven't seen dude, it. Is it good? Oh my god! Dude. I heard it's supposed oh, to be. Oh, you really needed to see good. it in theaters. Yeah. It is so visually like over. It's to the point where I walked out of that theater and I felt drunk. Like I was like, this is so overwhelming, just like visually. There's and there's so many references and just crazy shit going on. You cannot keep up with it. But there's a scene in it. I kind of gave a little bit too much away now. But it like yeah, it does. It takes place in the Overlook Hotel. And I watched it, and I was just like, holy shit, this is amazing. That's like, awesome. Only Spielberg can create moments like that where you literally, like, your mouth opens and you say, oh, my God, out loud in a theater. I don't know any director that can, can kind of consistently do that for his audience. Well, it's funny because speaking of uh, Steven Spielberg, this next question is actually a movie from his. Nice. Who wants it? Do you want this one? Sure. An E.T., the extraterrestrial, 1982, John. <laughs> Elliot got in trouble at school during a lesson in what subject? Mm. Reading, science, history, science. or math? I'm going to say science. John? Math. It is science. Yeah. Good job. Which is... Thank uh, God. I was math, just saying, I, math is related I to I was science. just saying science because it was like... Uh, extraterrestrial he's, like it's yeah, science fiction said some movie shitty. he's like so fucking like, aliens exist. I honestly didn't remember <laughs> when you meet Spielberg later you know yeah. he's gonna be like uh, I was listening to the Tall Guy Shortcut <laughs> podcast and well, you, the fuck man you nailed it though like E.T. <laughs> really man but E.T. is still probably like I get that people love that movie from him in that era it's still like not even one of my favorites of his this is actually funny what's that John yeah which film quote does this come from Come play with us, Danny. I was just talking about it. Were you? Uh-huh. Come play with us, Overlook Danny. Overlook Hotel. The, sh- the, the Shining? Uh-huh. Yes. The, um, the, I'll take The Shining for 200 <laughs> Uh Show us Shining. Ding! <laughs> and I think we have uh, two more. One, one each. Okay. <laughs> Which character in The Outsiders, 1983... Says, don't you know a rumble ain't a rumble without me? I'm not gonna give you the choices. We're gonna, we're, it's all or nothing now. I want to say, Matt Dillon. What said was, it. What was his name? Do you know his name? Oh fuck! I can't. All right, I'll read the, I'll read the choices. Yeah. Bob, Johnny, Two Bit, and Dallas. Dallas. John. Johnny. It's Dallas. Yeah. I guess Johnny, because you guys. It was Matt, Matt Dillon. Yep. And then the last one, John, yeah. take us home. If you do this, you now are now the rightful owner of uh, Lucky Boy uh, Reviews, and you can take over everything you <laughs> for because you're the king. Yeah, good, you, man. I can fucking finally sleep. You can get some rest, yeah. <laughs> John? Yeah. In the Goonies, 1985. What brand of candy bar? Did Chunk try to give to the slot? To sloth? I'm not even going to read the choices. A Babe Ruth? That is incorrect. It's Baby Ruth. Oh. Oh. Sorry. Uh, that is, you know what's weird is I didn't ever I didn't know the difference. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> Lucas, Holy Lucas, shit, Lucas, I not, Lucas, yeah. Lucas, shut up. Shut up. Yeah, you know, you knew that. But right? it is funny. No, Lucas. It's Baby Ruth. So I thought it was Baby Ruth I thought it was a Baby Ruth. Are you yeah. sure it's a Baby Ruth? It, it says Baby, baby Ruth. Ruth. Yeah, because it goes like Baby Ruth. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys for very much for having me. Yeah, as expected, you know, Lucas, <laughs> Lucas did well on that. I'll have to get a way better media one, uh, or trivia one next time. Uh, it was all 80s movies, so I must have done the 80s uh, the genre. 80s is hard. Yeah, so 
but yeah, thanks for coming on with us for this episode. I, I'm going to call it the movie uh, slash Halloween uh, themed <laughs> yeah. episode. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Make sure to check out Halloween themed stuff in there. Check out uh, uh, Greg's uh, porn shop. He's having Gary's. A, or at Greg. At Gary. <laughs> yeah, no. Greg's Gary's brother. So they kind of own it together. They run together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So make sure to check that out. Um, thank you for coming on. Once again, you can find him on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, but definitely for sure Instagram is where he's most... Uh, yeah, Instagram is kind of the main thing. The website will be up shortly, and then there's a bunch of fun stuff I have lined up over the next like couple, like year or two. Yeah, so. it's very interesting stuff. I, I really, He does a lot of cool shit. Uh, one of my favorite things he does is uh that's unique is he does countdowns to ho- like holidays so like halloween starting like october 1st so like every day he'll do you know his favorite uh, halloween movies mm-hmm. and he'll talk about them, explain well, them this and... year actually november 1st i'm going to do my favorite movies to watch during the fall because i watch a lot of movies based on season like there's certain movies i watch during the summer every year no matter what i watch like these 10 movies during the winter during the fall and so yeah i'm gonna do then my top 10 fall movies starting november 1st so one a day i'll kind of let people know um yeah it's just like a very romantic time of year that i've always loved and so it's uh romance me yeah dude message in a bottle you've seen that one no oh cider house rules yeah those are great those are great but i'm gonna but you know what we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna look at your recommendations and we're gonna we might watch a couple might Might. have a couple date nights ourselves john might i mean i might snuggle up with my lady that's that's the best way to watch it yeah some hot cocoa yeah some pumpkin spice cocoa some dairy free yeah (laughs) and then me i guess i'll just not like snuggle with anybody so cool yeah you can snuggle thank you lucas (laughs) john you're a piece of shit well thank you lucas uh everybody give him a look and then once again Find us on iTunes, Spotify. Well, you know what? You're listening to us right now, so don't find us there. But find us also on Instagram as well. Go Tall back. Guy short guy. Yeah, go back and listen to episode one. Yeah. Just, if just you listen haven't listened to, to episode loop. one, just listen to that no, one. No, just dude. listen to episodes in the loop. Yeah. Just continuously. Yeah. 11, 1, 2, 7, 9, 3. 8. of surprise thank you thank you very much for tuning in to episode i almost said eight because we're saying a bunch of numbers but 11 john uh one and one equals 11 or two however you look at it but either way go fuck yourself make sure to go fuck yourself and please tell our audience to go fuck themselves uh please go fuck yourself very very respectfully (laughs) 